Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. What's up, guys? Um, welcome back. Episode 8080. 8-0, and this is, I don't know if it's the first time, but it's one of the only times, at least, that we waited a week. To record the second part. Yes. Yes, I think it's the first time. It might be. Because we have done, like, multiple at once. Yeah. And the norm is, like, doing the two parts at once. The first time we did the most. Yeah, but I'm at your house. But the episodes were smaller. Oh, that's right. The first one was like 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. So we we they were most of them 20 minutes each. Yeah, and then we gradually we increased the sweet spot. Yeah, Yeah. we increased to whatever it is now, which is so here we are. It's one hour. So we were talking last time. We were talking last time about these issues concerning the quote unquote person. Yes. Um, what is a person? Mm-hmm. And in that conversation, we kind of shone the flashlight at all the things around it. So yeah. personality, personal, mm-hmm. all these different words, trying to look at roots. And what we established initially was that this personhood thing, to some degree, is changeable. Variable, yes. Um, in the sense that someone is, for the most part, always free to change their behavior, because mm-hmm. that was something we talked about, change what they allow and don't allow into their mental space, mm-hmm. um, change what they think is reasonable and what they don't yep. think is reasonable and all those things. And uniqueness was thrown around to an extent. And I think we yes. started getting to the disagreement Yes. When we brought up this concept of like a soul and how this would play into it. Yeah. Because I remember you saying that if there was something like a soul, hypothetically, Mm -hmm. then it wouldn't or couldn't, I don't remember what you said, include any of those mutable characteristics like behavior and decisions because those are all accidents. Yes. And the soul would have to contain only essences. Yes. Um, yeah, I think I said that. <laughs> okay. And in the example, we ran into like issues like colorblindness. Yes. And that's when I was like, hmm, but that's weird to think my soul would include my colorblindness, if I was colorblind, yeah. I'm not, uh, but not my general tendencies. Yes. And so this is where we ended, and I was like, okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. One of the things that I think most people would say is characteristic of quote unquote who someone is yeah whatever that means is it's like the little idiosyncrasies absolutely right things that are really specific to them so with me for example something that other people think is funny is i change my pillowcase every night Okay. You didn't know this? I no, never tell you this. I didn't think you told me that. You know I shower every night though, right? Yes. Right? Like I yes. have to or yes. else I can't yes. fall asleep. Yes, you told me that. Um, A little OCD there. Well, I think it started because I had skin issues when I was younger and then it just stuck. And, and then, then it becomes a high. And then I was like, I don't feel pure unless yeah, I... Right. And then now we both do this, me yeah. and Claire, right? So that's like a Because I'm assuming she's going to sleep next to you unless you took a shower. <laughs> you will uh, not allow... Would you allow... Would I allow what? Her getting to sleep without first taking a shower. Well, that happens sometimes. Okay. That happens sometimes. But that doesn't mean She's that a little more lenient than me. That doesn't <laughs> She's mean, that you're, more that doesn't mean you're happy about it, though. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> bracket. Bracket that. Bracket that. There certainly can be no outside clothes on the bed. That's okay. a rule. On the bed or in the bed? Both, but in the bed's worse. Like if someone comes over okay. and it's the first time they're over... 
by now people know this. They would like have shoes and have jeans and sit on the bed when we had an apartment. That's where we hung yeah. out, and I'd be like, "Eh, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that." <laughs> so these little idiosyncrasies yes. are like very. They're like, "Oh, that's Anthony." By the way, right? I, I understand that. You do that. I understand. Okay, good. So they say like, "Oh, this is like you know little things that he has that's so uniquely him, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, would you not say that is part of the person slash? soul of someone is these little things that that make them distinctly them um i think that that is part of their personhood but i don't think it's part of their soul because even those things can change sure sure because all of a sudden you might have a kid and then the kid starts sitting Mm -hmm. on your bed and you it annoys you the first time it annoys you the second time (laughs) and then the third time you're like okay whatever just just do it and then that changes your habit again those things are changeable things. When we talk about mm. soul stuff, to me, they're like really, really unchangeable. The, the unchangeable things, like immutable. Okay. Well, and I know what you're saying. You're saying, well, but those changeable things, paradoxically, seem to be the one that make you who you are. Mm. While instead, the static, unchangeable things seem to, we seem to include them less into the things that define us. But I think that that is a product of the way we've seen things, especially lately, where the immutable things, the things that are unchangeable about your body, about who you are, mm-hmm. almost don't count. Because you cannot do anything about it. So right, you cannot right. be defined by those things. Right. But instead, you have to be defined only by the things that you choose, oh, or the things that they can so change. You, you have pushed me into a thing of which I would not typically associate. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Um because I think that that is the case. That's the reason why, com- and it comes natural, right? It's like I am the things that I choose to be. I identify as this thing, so this is what defines me. The my unmutable characteristics. Those I'm not going to yeah. be defined by that. We're also yeah. defining biology with societal stuff. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go. I kind of like the hylomorphic route in that okay. I think both of these things would probably be included. Mm-hmm. But the the last thing. Um, I was going to bring up about You didn't this. like that corner. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Oh, this is, okay, this is what it was. Is that, so I remember asking you something like, if you stopped doing philosophy today, yeah. wouldn't you still do something? And whatever that thing you did would be coming from the same spot. Mm-hmm. And I think what I was trying to explicitly ask is, if behavior... And these little idiosyncratic decisions, if those are accidents, Hmm. would you be willing to, like, put your chips on the side of now saying something like your dispositions and your general outlook that this maybe is immutable? Uh, So your potentialities... If the we, specific, how would I say this? I, the specific set of potentialities you hold. I yeah, I think I know what you're trying to say. You're saying is like you would never work in advertising. Probably not. Oh yeah, probably not. So this is kind of what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. your thing. Yes, there's like there's a base level over which there's the essence over which this accents are accents of right. There's the essence That's of which right. those That's things right. are. Yes, accents. yes. Um. I would say that something like this, that I can agree to something like this, if and only if mm-hmm. we call this immutable essential stuff just a bundle of potentials as well. As opposed to? To a fixed, uh, how can we say, already developed things, right? So I, you can only go this route, sort of. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, do you think tendencies are mutable too? Like there are no essential tendencies. That's, this is harder, right? Right, whether they're the result of your DNA or they're the result of the upbringing, right? Yeah. Either way. I'm, I'm, and this is what I'm saying is difficult because on one side, I want to say that, well, as you know, I'm not a fan of thinking there's this core that's absolutely. You've made like, this clear to me many times. Uh, absolutely, like. Oh, this rock thing that stays the same forever, right? I am a rock. Uh, but but at the same time, if there are accidents, there must be accident of an essence. The problem, though, is 
how do we define this essence? That's what I'm saying. If we're talking about a bundle of potentiality, the kind of, mm-hmm. like, the, I think we, I've said this a million times. Do, is there a switchboard there? Sure, there is a switchboard. Mm-hmm. However, the switches need to be movable. Okay. Okay. Would you, will you concede that they are movable <laughs> only within a specific range? Absolutely. Range? Absolutely. So there are some lines. There, sure, sure. That's the human, okay. human beings are different than from bees because we have different lines. And you are different than me because our internal lines My, tendencies might be a little re- different. Remember what we were talking last time? We were saying about the plasticity, right? Yep. The lines are there, yep. but they the bend. Yep. Depending on on our situation, okay. let's call it. So, we are not totally opposite. Mm, no, I didn't think that. I think that that's a little bit. Yes, I think that if you believe that the idiosyncrasies are within those parameters, mm-hmm. that's the, where the disagreement is. Mm-hmm. So, if you think that the idiosyncrasies are on the essential side of things, is are like those bending the lines, right? Yeah. That's where the disagreement is because I would say they're completely out of there. They are just yeah, the or, accident, or that whether the the accidents could be part of the the self or the or the person, or whatever. I mean, that'd be an interesting conversation in the future. Just like stuff about the soul, yeah, sure, right, what that is. But so we wanted to move on from this kind of um, metaphysical stuff, right, and move into the more normative stuff. Yes, about what personhood entails in terms of like an ethical push and pull yeah and law yes there's legality stuff attached to it morality stuff attached to it if you want aesthetical mm. even aesthetics plays a role everything that's value right mm-hmm. um and i guess the first thing that comes to mind in my opinion when you start talking about these things is like okay this why do we attach better do we attach this thing that we call rights for example, to personhood. And why do we do that if we do that? We do. I, I would say so, yes. And I think the super basic starting point would be because mere things don't have rights. We don't, we don't believe that mere things can or should have rights. Well, let's say can and or should have rights. Yes, we usually people usually will con- will say that, right? I, you know, um, excluding these people who are like, I married this wall or like my car or something. Yes, yeah. I, I remember some time ago though there was some lawyer that was trying to get chimps or bonobos rights. This is this is a more interesting question, right? Because right? they're certainly not a thing in the same way that a table's a thing. Yes, but do they cross that threshold? Do they? Do they have? personhood Mm -hmm. and it's uh, first of all i want to say that you know kind of tying the two halves together right it's interesting that we attach rights to personhood rather than some other characteristic for example to the soul right to to those to those right you have you acquire rights it seems to me maybe i'm I don't know, maybe you disagree with this, actually. Not just because you're born as a human being, but because you are considered a person. Because there are instances, we can think of instances where you're still a human, but you don't have rights anymore because you're yes. not a person yet or anymore. Like, so in, in terms of the anymore, this would be like you're incapacitated mentally. Yes, or you're dead. Your or body. you're dead, yes. So humans unqualified like that aren't the where rights come from it's like certain kinds of humans correct yeah that seems to be the case and you see why like if you guys are listening that the the what is personhood is so important because the answers to now what should we do or not do about persons it's completely dependent upon that of course of course that's the problem right because then all of a sudden if a if a dead body has rights because it's human, then what does that mean, right? How do know. we, how do we, you know, and, and some, to some extent, we do kind of believe that. Yes. Because you have a last will. Yes, you have a last will, but that is the last time that you were alive mm-hmm. and we honor your will even 
we honor your personhood even after you're done. It's just like a symbolic act. I would say so. But I'm thinking there are certain things, right? You, we seem to punish people that desecrates people's body, other people's body, right? Yes. But what is the problem there? Are they desecrating the person? What is the issue there? Good question. I have two examples in mind. One is not because of the body, even though we think it is. And the second one I'm going to say I think is. So the first one is if you dig up a, a grave. Yeah. Um, this is considered desecration. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you've just disrupted a body. Right? So maybe there are people that are like, no, it's wrong because you're violating a body. But I think a lot of people would say because you're going against the family's property and and will yes i tend to agree with you on that i think that that is actually the case i think that the problem there is like that your that the body of the dead body ceases to be a person becomes a thing and it's owned by a family or somebody else so That's you right. are kind of you're stealing a car yeah and you're trespassing too you're trespassing. correct correct so I'm sure you could find a way in which you say it's unjustified merely on the basis of the body, but there are other ways yeah. besides that. The real thing where I think this comes into play, and this is admittedly a strange thing I'm going to say, but <laughs> uh, I remember reading a few years ago, I don't know how many years ago now, probably this happened more than once, of a morgue worker, a female morgue worker, Okay. Having sex with a one of the new corpses. God. Okay. That is weird. Right? And so in that case, do we merely think that is wrong because it's doing something to the family's property that they didn't consent to? Or do we think it's wrong because we know there's something intrinsically wrong about doing that to a dead that, body? That woman is violating yeah. the body. Um, or if... That just indicates there's something wrong with her mentally. The last thing for sure. But <laughs> but I think that aside from that, I think that the issue that we have with – maybe it's just me that I'm strange that way. I think that the issue that we have with that thing is the fact that she is having sex with something that was, that had personhood, and now it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think that – the question is like, wh- why not somebody alive, right? Why not somebody with a with a personhood? Mm-hmm. W- what is wrong with you? Why do you need this passage to almost a thing, right? For you to do that, it's like it, it seems morbid. The fact that she is interacting with something that was one someone mm-hmm. is not the fact that I don't think she's disagreeing the personhood of this of, of, of that man. Well, that if and or the property thing. Let me know if this is what you're saying because it seems like then dead person is even distinct from thing. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because there's things that were never people. There's people who are currently alive and not things. And then there is that weird in between of like once was a non thing and now has become a thing. And the fact that it had this history seems to. Give it some unique characteristics. characteristics. Amongst those, do not have sex with it. <laughs> and you know what the kicker was? What was the kicker? Somehow it impregnated her. What? And there was like some child support oh issue. It was gosh. really like a, like a cartoon. I don't know what. Not I guess that's not a cartoon that exists. But you know what I mean? Like a, yeah, like a of course. comedy almost. Yeah, tragic this comedy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. Would that? I don't know what happened. You could look it up. No, but the question is like, and this kind of could be important for what we're saying was the father recognized as the dead person right right and was if that's the case was the family responsible for, for child alimony. support exactly right yeah because that would be interesting because quote unquote was it rape yeah it, that's also the same question right because it seems like the answer is yes when there's a person there undoubtedly but isn't that, consent, doesn't that right? a, doesn't that thing have a specific name What's that? That that having doesn't having sex with that person have a specific name? Is, I know if you are. Is it necrophilia? Necrophilia is the attraction to that. I don't know if there's a name for the act. I mean, mm-hmm. necrophilia. Uh, no, that's still the love of. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the legal term would be. Because if 
if it's distinct from rape, mm-hmm. then it's definitely not necro rape. No, it's definitely not that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yes, so the wow, this is an interesting story, indeed, to, indeed, to, to say the least. But it reveals a lot, right? Of course, of course. But that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering what the legal was. This in the U.S. This was in the U.S. Yes, okay. so all, to my knowledge, because I, I don't think I would have heard about it if, it if it wasn't when I was younger. So I'm wondering again. What do we think in this case? I, I again, I think that the problem is not the the violating the personhood of the dead body, but it's mm-hmm. rather a matter of again being in relationship with this weird middle state, stage state, whatever you want to call it. So I think we can draw at least one preliminary conclusion with this, which is not only does personhood entail certain ethical obligations, yes. but having ever had personhood also entails some kind of ethical obligations. Uh, It seems to be the case. And then now the next step, which is a dicey conversation. Yeah, especially Talk about in public. Yeah. Is um, the opposite. Ever having to in the future have personhood. Exactly. And, of course, we're talking about the A word. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're talking about abortion stuff right Mm. and and so we're talking about apples (laughs) well you might um and that's that's also difficulty and and prickly just like we just talked about a person having sex with body so i think it's not gonna be that no sweat no sweat it's not gonna be that worse um of course huge debate especially that became uh, relevant again when well, right after we published that one episode that, that we that, where we said something about it. Um, I think that just like the 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 case of the dead body, that the embryo let's call it the embryo right now holds a a different space and in between. Yes, agree. Yes, um, because we see. Uh, I think that it is clear that there is a a potential for developing mm-hmm. personhood. And the old debate really is when this personhood gets inserted there, right? That is the old debate. Because the moment, I think that the moment we claim that something is a person, mm-hmm. then we apply to that person at that point all series of rights Amongst those, the right to life. Yes, I think that is the main debate. I think there's probably... Well, then there's all the politics around it that doesn't concern us, I think. There's also, like, for example... The ideology, whatever it is. Well, I was going to say, there's conceivably the argument that regardless of personhood, Mm -hmm. the other person may or may not outweigh... This potential person. Yeah, that's the other. That's the other issue. There. Right. So, is it there or not? Is one way of looking at the issue. If it's there, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Is another issue. And, and does it matter? I suppose some people would ask too. And to we're ready. Okay. I'm always thinking when when whenever we talk about this, I'm always thinking that up to a certain point the debate framed this way it's missing something mm-hmm. and what is missing which is like what i'm about to say it's a heresy pretty much okay but i think that the relationship is not dual there it shouldn't be dual because it's not just it's not just the relationship that the mother the woman has with this thing that's growing inside of her mm-hmm. which all obviously like let's say that a good Let's call it 80% of it. That's the, the decision-making needs to be happening there. But there's also the other side, assuming that the other side wants to be involved and it is involved, mm-hmm. which is the father, if you right, want. Right, right, right. <laughs> that, that, that never gets – and again, we're not, we're, we're not going to talk about the, the legality of these things. Like the, but what no, I'm right, saying right. is – But I'm, I understand, yes. I'm saying when it comes to personhood, when it comes to this kind of stuff – I don't understand why, and this is, again, one of the uniqueness about this country, I think. I don't understand why that other aspect is not mm-hmm. taking consideration. Because to me, it's crazy that if 
if I don't want to be involved, I still need to pay alimony or child support. Mm -hmm. But if I want to be involved, I have no say in this at all. Mm -hmm. Which sounds, it's an interesting asymmetry. It, it, absolutely it sounds right. strange, but let's let's stay with the with the yeah yeah with the what can we call it? It'll be the after hours discussion. Yes. Um, but it's interesting too because like even the mother child relationship. Yeah. It's conceivable that you could view it in the opposite way. The child mother relationship. That yeah, true. right, and that that kind of makes you think about it. But either way, um, <laughs> this is this is the conversation. Yeah, that is the conversation. And if it's a if personhood is established, and I mean clearly it is at some point because otherwise you wouldn't yeah, exist. Of course. But the debate is where that line is. Yes. You know, is it the beginning? Is it the middle? Is it not until that bitter end, you know? Is it when the baby comes out? Because there's some people that might claim claim that, right? Is it not until the baby is fully conscious? Like, you could you could is, take this anywhere. Is it until, like Roy Wade says, until the baby is viable? Which means that until mm. the baby is able to survive outside the womb. Right, right, right. Right, And that, I think, in the, in the, the Roy versus Wade thing, clearly says that, therefore, this limit will move with technology. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if now technology, we're at the point, I think, where a, if a baby is born after 22 weeks, it can still live. Yes, the age of viability. Right, yes. the age of viability is like 22 weeks right now, while in the 70s it was probably like 35 weeks. Yes, whatever. things are different. Well, whatever, things are different. So if we take that as, is that you? No, there's a mysterious vibrating. It's, this is weird. It's not a bomb in the walls, I don't know. No, well, so... Um, it must be my phone, but I don't know where my phone is. Anyway, so I was saying, um, even if we establish that, do you think it's like, is it likely that personhood can be attached to your ability to live unaided by another being? Because that's what it is. It's very interesting because... It seems like personhood brings with it some kind of autonomy. Which I think we mentioned. Last or time at too. least the potential for autonomy. So you need to be somewhat autonomous, or at least you need to be able to become autonomous after you've been in a machine for a while that keeps you warm. Perhaps. I'm sure this is what one could argue. Yes. But isn't that interesting, though, right? Yeah, yeah, because it, cause it seems like... When there's a dependence, mm -hmm. the two are one. Yes. Right? And person is not people. Correct. Like, like we were, so it's really interesting. We were just talking the other day. Um, me and Claire have talked about this, and then a student brought this up in class the other day because we were talking about um, identity and self. Uh-huh. And uh, they brought up the the idea that a a, a baby isn't self aware mm. up until a certain point. Okay. Right, and there are like these empir uh, empirical experiments that can demonstrate when whether that has happened or not. Yeah. And prior to that, it's like you don't see yourself as being something other than the world. Mm -hmm. It's all just one thing. Yeah. Right. And if I'm you. And we do the radical extended self, yeah. radical version of the extended self version. Maybe that's just true all the time, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but when it comes to a child and a mother, it's like so when the when the baby is breastfeeding, mm -hmm. that's not mom yet, right? No, that's you know, it's you. that's me. Yeah. Like, or better yet, we are one. Yes. We are the same Absolutely. thing. Right. Um, but if that, if autonomy mm -hmm. is the criteria for personhood. Then now, a one-year-old is not a person. Then, then we're in trouble, right? And then you get into crazy consequences of saying of course, that. You know what course, I mean? Of course. So if that's not it, though, what is, right? Mm. Is it just is it just arbitrary? Are we choosing this arbitrarily? When That's a great question. Which um, we might very well be <laughs> choosing this arbitrarily. But I think that the most important, the most interesting, right, uh, question is regarding Okay, let's assume that there is personhood there. Mm -hmm. No matter when, which personhood is supposed to take precedent there, right? 
Yeah, I think that's there's this is one of the discussions, right? One of them is there's no person there inside. There is only the mother. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as baby person. Yes. Um, and so if you talk to people who have that position, um, what they'll usually say is something like, in all cases, it is the mother who decides because she is the person. Yeah. Right. And to say anything otherwise is to basically enslave the mother. Right. And then you have people that are like, yeah, but the reason I disagree with you is not because I think there's no person inside and only mother person and I would like to enslave them. The reason why this person would say it is, is something like, well, because I think there's two people involved and so to have the one make all the choices is to mean the other one gets no choices and then so it's basically like a spectrum right you have all the way this end you have all the way that end and then you have everything in between and it's all about is there a person and if there is like you say at what point does the one outweigh the other Mm -hmm. and where do we draw that line and i think that the the first position that you that you presented right the one that says there's only one person or even if there was a person, the mother is the one who makes all the decisions and so on. I think that's very similar to Trasimachus' position that might makes right. Obviously, the mother is the one that has the power mm-hmm. because she's the one that is able to speak, to advocate for herself and all those things. So obviously, she's going to be the one having the power to say, hey, this is my choice, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. While the other side not being as powerful, of course for different reasons, uh, is never in the conversation mm-hmm. by itself. And I think that there comes the other side trying to advocate for the non-powerful entity there, right? Uh, but that side, there are also some issues mm-hmm. uh, for of the course. simple reason that then you start depending, you start kind of, how can we say, interpreting and you're starting like making decisions based on what you think that individual would want or do right so like you speculate exactly or you make claims about things you don't know you don't you don't exactly know yeah. right so the, those are the difficulties there on the two sides of the spectrum and then there are like there's a host of other issues that have nothing to do with us but they're part of this discussion like again people that just hold positions just because this is what they're supposed to think right yeah or, or i was raised this way or, or i was something. raised or people that hold this position because of religious beliefs right mm-hmm. which I'm not saying that's not understandable or reasonable. Well, it's not understandable. I just don't think that it's helpful or reasonable, right? You you can you, using it's like an argument, you know, from Mount Hardy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just because my religion tells me to do that, mm-hmm. or because my party tells me to do that. Yeah, yeah. That I'm gonna do that. That's you're not reasoning. You're not right, trying right. to figure this thing out. Right, right. But those are the least interesting part of stuff. As with, as with any yeah. argument from authority. Yeah, sure. exactly, exactly. Uh, I think, though, that, again, there is something to be said about the fact that what should really take precedent there? Like, why would... Should we think... So I guess this leads to another question. Do all persons are the same? Or is personhood... Equal, does every personhood need to be weighted equally in the ethical calculus if you want or is it a scale exactly good question and just i would like to say to anyone listening to this (laughs) i highly recommend um speaking with someone who doesn't think the same thing as you yeah and to really try and understand what they're saying because maybe it's not a 100 percent disagreement maybe like you share certain premises right yeah figure out why they believe that they do is it because they have ulterior motives or is it because there's a disagreement about where personhood starts? The metaphysical aspect of the, it, right? right? Is it a metaphysical thing or is it a disagreement about the the utilitarian calculus? Exactly. Right? It's it's more than the shit they say on the news either way. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like of so course. just just talk to people, man. Uh, of, course, of course. Um but yeah, I don't know. Is it a scale or not? This goes back to even with animals, I think. Yeah. Right? Because Absolutely. The octopus thing. The octopus thing, right? <laughs> right? Will the octopus see himself in the mirror or with elephants, right? Because yeah. there's kind of like within the view that it is possible that animals have some degree of consciousness 
it's pretty common to agree on the far ends. Like an elephant, a dolphin, a whale, maybe an octopus. These things, more than like a fly. Yeah. Or a centipede, which yeah. have no rights in my book. <laughs> no rights. Centipedal, uh, centipedal genocide. That's, that's, my support that's your there. party. That's my party, yes. That's what um, you stand for. That's what I stand for. I stand on them. That's what on I do. them. Yes. But the middle stuff is the hard part, like cats and dogs. Yes. And then when you get to um, monkeys, like the different types. Like, so you yeah. wrote up bonobos. Yes. And I think bonobos are interesting because in some sense, are, aren't they I, – I don't know if it's chimps or bonobos, but one of them is the one that we're most closely related to in terms of DNA. I think that's chimps. You think that's chimps. Um, but I might be wrong. So I know that I've seen videos of bonobos where they, like, will do things that are like, huh, that's pretty amazing. And you don't know if they're just yeah. doing a trick or not, like using tools yeah, or um, using a stick to write things yeah, in I the think sand. I've seen, I've seen some of those videos. Though. Or, quote, unquote, playing Pac-Man. Yeah. I don't know if... Obviously, probably strategy is not there. But even if there's a an understanding, quote unquote, or a proto understanding of the correlation between my hand movements and stuff on the screen, yeah. that enough would be interesting. Yeah. And this would probably well, will that entail personhood? Uh, it would entail more than not personhood, probably, but not necessarily personhood, because I'm wondering. Okay. Well, we must think this to some degree. Yeah. Because we don't eat monkeys in here. Yes. Here, we don't do it. So True. we must believe... That there is something there. That yes. they're intelligent. But does that mean... Do, again, again, we have associated personhood with all this um, flexible, changeable things, right? With all these things that we, they can, we can see variation in there, right? Do we and we have said that these things are strangely enough the things that give people rights more than anything else. So are we saying that if they somehow have well we seem to assume, to give them the right not to be eaten? Uh, do you think that comes from the fact that we associate that we assign them some form of personhood? I think it's probably identification, self um, empathy. Okay, that results from hey, I see you in me. Mm. Or I see something like, oh, I could see in your eye. There's a thing there. Okay. So, true. True. It's possible that's the reason why we do that. Whereas but, like a reptile, we definitely we're said, grossed out by these. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you a question. So let's assume that we associate uh, personhood in degrees, right? Well, the fly is zero personhood and a human being is 100% personhood. Uh, and then you can scale like from there. You can go to the to the embryo, the fetus, uh, the dead person. Those are there in between things, and then you scale down bonobos, elephants, dolphins, mm -hmm. whatever it is, right? Do you think though that having more personhood rather than having less gives us the beings that have more personhood to, if necessary, I'm not saying capriciously. If necessary, destroy the beings that have less personhood. Do we have a right to be on the top of the food chain because we had this thing that we call personhood? Good question. Do we have more rights and therefore at the end of the day? One conception is that the, the higher up in the scale you go, the more rights you get. Another conception might be there's just some threshold, and once you get past that threshold, same rights for everything at the threshold and above. Okay. So if either so – if that one's the case, you could say that the things that cross the threshold maybe have the right to do things to things that don't meet the threshold. But when it becomes a scale where, like, everything's on it, mm -hmm. that's the difficult one. Yeah, and that's – I'm thinking of a thought experiment. Like, let's assume that all of a sudden – there is a virus. Oh, interesting. <laughs> there is a virus that it's brought up by bonobos. And the only way in which we can survive 
is by killing each and every one of them. Do we have the right to do it? Because forget the might. We have we can't do it, right? But do we have the right to do it on the basis of us being higher on the scale of personhood? Um, follow-up question. Yes. Would would it result in us dying? The, the like humans? The, the, the virus? Yes. Let's assume it that way. Um, I think that most people would probably say yes, I'm assuming. Yeah, but I'm right? Ass- because it's like self-defense. Okay. Like if you can kill a human in self-defense, surely you can kill a monkey in self-defense. And what about if it doesn't kill us, but it really, really, really inconveniences us, this virus? It becomes like we have to have class remote for five years. You cannot see your friends for five years. Mm because of that and it's going to be cyclical that you know every six months this thing happens again or might happen again mm-hmm. if we keep the bonobos if we get rid of all of them we're back to normal what do we do do we have the right again i know we can we're able to but should we it's a good question i mean it depends i suppose what someone listening might ask is something like how big, how big is the inconvenience, you know? Is it like, ugh, i got to look at one of these things every time I go out? Is it, oh, it screwed up my hearing, so now humans have way less hearing capacity? Or is it, I can't leave my house for every six months? Um, um, let's say you are not free to do whatever you want to do. Like, there are some serious limitations on your freedom and some burden on your... Uh, some financial burden on you also for about 20 years. Oh, if you're asking me, of course. You killed the Of course. Bonobos. Of course. No question. I mean, questions asked, but of, yes, you have to at the end of the day. Okay. So if. Let me. So, and I'm taking bonobos because they're the. I'm assuming that they're the closest to us on the scale of right, personhood, right. right? So, what we're saying is if. Not killing the bonobos will put us in a position where for about 20 years, let's say, we either have serious limitation about your freedom, financial burden, and all other sorts of of emotional and, and material uh, problems attached to it. You're saying definitely getting rid of the bonobos. That's right. Isn't that similar, though, to the abortion debate? Explain. Because if I am a mother and I'm seriously thinking that carrying the pregnancies to its term Mm -hmm. and I am unable then because of could be uh, could be even like I can say emotionally detach myself so I cannot put the kid for adoption because Mm -hmm. I'm unable to do that anymore. But I know. Because the moment I see it, right, whatever, whatever you want to think of, the moment I see it, I'm unable to do that. So, but I know that if I carry this pregnancy to term, then it will impact my life yep. for about 18 years. So you make the decision because you believe that the benefits outweigh the cost. Well, you made the decision because you do not want to be burdened. Like, again, for, for you know this already. Like, for a long time, <laughs> you are not... In control of your own life when you mm-hmm. have a kid. That's that's what the doctor said the moment she was born. Yeah, you go. That's it. Now you're done. It's the last time you ever control your life. That's what he said. Uh, and that is, and I'm putting an end to it, right? I'm putting an end to saying like, when she's 18, she's her own person. You, you know, mm-hmm. she doesn't control your life anymore. She will possibly do it for all her life because you're always <laughs> worried, I guess. But I'm saying, isn't that similar, right? At the end of the day, the woman is saying, I have to take care of my since my personhood is I always say bigger more developed whatever it is than mm-hmm. this thing right now I definitely can make this decision that's a good and question no, and nobody should tell me what to do good question um, there's probably more than this mm-hmm. but I I thought of two possible responses that someone mm-hmm. might give yeah um, I could imagine someone saying number one the difference lies in the fact that, hey, maybe there ultimately is a, a hard line type distinction. There is. And if there is, 
then this would make it so that the obligation to the human is fundamentally of a different kind than the obligation we have to the non-human. Okay. That's one way of talking about that. Definitely. And, and that line, I suppose, can be drawn by... Maybe it could be something as simple as like a biological one, right? Like a, like a bare-bones species preservation thing. Okay. Or maybe it could be a religious thing, right? There's like would, a, a spark. Sure. Uh, maybe it could. there's a philosophical... Mm-hmm. argument for like no no there's something unique in human consciousness so that I, I think that's something one way someone can go with that definitely the other way um which is <laughs> well it's it, depending on how the person says it i'm trying to say it in the in the most charitable way um they might say something like Assuming that no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Bad things have happened. Mm-hmm. Assuming that everything is consensual, mm-hmm. can't you can't always right because that may not sure. be the case. But assuming it was, yeah, um, there seems to be like a role in the in the creation of and the carrying to term of this thing. Whereas with the bonobos, it's like I didn't choose. <laughs> to... Well, uh, I know what you're saying, right? Uh, well, then the problem becomes. And again, maybe there's more ways in this. No, 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 but of these course. are just the two I think someone would say. Of course, and the the the, the sex one, the second one, right? So basically, the argument is that you had sex. You know that this could happen. So why did you do that, right? Um, again, in situations where of course, it was voluntary, of course, of course, that leads to a whole host of other issues. Uh, but in order to make it comparable right with the bonobo thing all i need to do is say and by the way the bonobo developed this virus because we experimented on them right oh that makes it more comparable so that is like in this case like so that eliminates that one maybe that one goes away now only that first one becomes valid the first one becomes valid but i'm thinking are we potentially valid yes are we willing to make that hard line distinction um and i know you are and would you uh, possibly Uh, yes i think so i think so um I still think, again, it's less and less popular, this idea, but I still think that if I'm running in a building that's on fire and I see a dog and a person, I'll save the person. Oh, yeah. But that is not. What are those stickers? Too- <laughs> like on the back of the car? I feel like my dad will say this. Like My, my dad will be like, I would save a dog before I save a human. Yeah, and it's just like a, half our students will say that too. Just. Try. Just ask. And you'll see what they, you get. Of course. And why do they say this? Let's, like, pause on this for a second. Why? Because, uh, I don't know. What's, they, what's, what's the result of the extreme... I don't, know, I don't know if it's a respect or just, like, a, a romanticism or an infatuation. There's this, there's this idea that the, law, that the dog loves you unconditionally while other human beings are might or are bad. Yeah. Uh, the smarter students will tend to ask, like, who is the person? Mm. And who is the dog? <laughs> who is the dog? Is it my dog? Is it my dog? Is it my, which is reasonable, right? But I've had students say that between their brother and their dog, they will say their dog. Hmm. Which they to must me, really hate their brother. Yeah, that's what I say all the time. But which is really, if assuming they're serious, that is insane to me, right? So I do think that while, while there is a scale... I don't think there's the hard line. Mm-hmm. But I think that while there is a scale, there's something to be said for uh, species solidarity. Yes, yes. Uh, that is not justifiable metaphysically, but that, however, as a practical mean, is reasonable. I always say, and I'm. this is my... I think one of my parents said something like this once. Like, a pack of wolves will always do the interest of the pack of wolves. Right. They'll kill you. They'll kill you. So if we are, and I know that we are supposedly more evolved, we develop ethics, we're different than other animals, just because we're able to make those distinctions, right? But at the end of the day, when it comes to the disruption or the end of my species, I think that the reasonable thing to do, not the right thing to do necessarily, but the reasonable thing to do is to be solid, to be in solidarity with your species, the same way in which you are in solidarity with, a, with your with, family, with your family, 
with the co-workers against yep. depending on the group you make decisions yep like it's like the human race is more my family than the wolves than, than the primates than the primates but here's an interesting because when you were talking i was thinking about a way in which someone could try to challenge the thing you said about the brother and the dog mm -hmm. and to me that that also sounds like you should save the brother probably but well, unless your brother is abusing you, they're, they're, they're like so. Like okay, so some... that's what I'm going to say. Like, let's say your the human in question is like Hitler, <laughs> Stalin, Kim Jong Un, right? Like these these people, mm -hmm. and then the dog is like right. Air Bud, right? Just some uh, like lovable, lovable dog that exists. Like Santa's helper, like the Simpsons dog. Like Santa's little helper, <laughs> one through seven, however many there are. Um, yeah, in that case, do we now think it's justifiable? Because we could say yes using the same premise, species preservation. True. Because the other ones clearly go against species preservation, so, even though in the direct choice they seem to not. So are we saying that if there was the famous bonobo virus and we had certainty that the famous bonobo virus kill only bad people, <laughs> then we'll, we will save the bonobos? This is great. This is great. But I am, again, I think that the issue there is, though, if we go back to our original stuff, right? are we making, are we really making this decision based on personhood? Are those rights really attached to personhood? Or are it we just... It seems like some of them were, but not all of them. Yeah. It looks like we just, we like to attach, to attach it to that thing because for us yeah. it's important, but... It really isn't. Because a bad person is still more of a person than a non-person. Exactly. Right. And the same way that a bad chair is still more of a chair than a table. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe that's not as clean cut when it comes to rights. So personhood certainly entails some ethical pushes and pulls, but it is not all of the ethical pushes and pulls. But, I, you know, I'm, I don't even know if we can say some because... I so you don't think there's any? Because I think that if we're challenging the right to life what's more than than that you know what i mean well I, so let's figure this out like what's more than that i think that's a pretty on the one hand a pretty strong claim mm -hmm. not strong strong for those of you listening not meaning like i agree with it but just like it's a big claim. it's a big claim yes but on the other hand it's also easier to deal with because if we could think of just one situation mm -hmm. yeah then we could change that none to some sure Again, the, the the boldness of the claim is that at that point we don't have any more uh, – there's no attachment between rights and personhood. But on the other hand, again, if we're challenging, one of the rights that for us is fundamental, which is the rights to life. Mm -hmm. If we take that away, right, what, what are you going to attach to? It's interesting. It seems like we value personhood or the potential for personhood in part – because there's a potential to be good, or at the very least, to not be bad. So I was thinking in the same direction, and what came to my mind, though, is like, there is a potential to be different. Sure. Rather than good or bad, to be something unique. Ah. I think that's the attachment. This is why we value it. This is, this is reminding me... Um, of a couple of Star Trek things. So, um, so in the next generation, you know, the Borg, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So the Borg is this species that is, is basically like a supercomputer mm -hmm. that is so intelligent and powerful that it, it overtakes other species. Yes. And it basically sucks the, the individuality, their mm -hmm. first person self consciousness out of them, and they become like a worker bee. Mm -hmm. Right, they just become a machine who said, like, the, literally the phrase "resistance is futile" comes from Star Trek. Yeah. Um, and so they'd like eat worlds and turn people into this like just gray collective mass of, okay. of this thing. And there was this one episode where they caught one Borg machine, mm -hmm. and uh, somehow. They kind of grew an affinity for it. Okay. Because they started to see it for more than 
being just a Borg. Okay. Maybe because of its past or because of its potential in the future. Mm -hmm. And it really screwed them up because they had this plan like, oh, my God, we could kill the entire Borg. We just have to implant a virus. Into this one. It's like when you have a poison for the ants or the roaches and they bring it back to the colony. They figured a way to do that. Mm -hmm. And to wipe out this whole race Mm -hmm. whose existence is predicated upon the eating of other races to make them theirs, right? And they decided against it. At the end of the day, they were like, no, we can't do that because then we're no better than them. You know, it was something like that. And this seems related to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the thing about uniqueness, you said, reminded me of something with Data, who is an android, who when he was going to be decommissioned, one of the arguments against it was that if he's decommissioned, something unique will be lost in the universe mm-hmm. because to their our knowledge, um, he was the only successful created artificial real consciousness. And like if you turn him off, well, not turning him off, if you disconnect him, there's no way, guarantee you could turn him back on. Mm-hmm. And so they use this argument of ineffability. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if this is kind of related to what you're saying. If there's something intrinsically valuable about personhood that has to do with uniqueness, but specifically the fact that the uniqueness, the uniqueness is an ineffable uniqueness. It cannot be reduced to other things. Or replicated. Sure. No, absolutely. Is that part of it? Yeah, absolutely. I, but I think that... In different ways, we've been saying this since last episode, right? Those idiosyncrasies, the things that really are just yours, right? Yeah. This is what it is. This is, I think, that the attachment that we have to this, the thing, the reason why this is important, it's exactly that. Or it could just be human consciousness in general. Are you attaching consciousness to personhood necessarily? You know, we didn't we didn't ask this question until now, which is kind of crazy to me. But it seems like <laughs> it seems like either consciousness or the potential for consciousness is probably in most people's conception of personhood. I think that's probably a safe bet. I which is why mm. there's exceptions sometimes, like with the Terry Shivo thing, but there are exceptions. But I'm wondering if instead when we look at consciousness, we're not looking rather than something that's part of personhood. If we're not looking at the, at best, at the bridge between personhood and the soul. There's too many categories. There's too many categories. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's like you know, we have the soul, which is the immutable stuff. Yeah. And I think your consciousness is there. Okay. It has to be at least partially there. The and when you say your consciousness, do you mean the consciousness that you are conscious, yes. not specifically what it's filled with? Exactly. Okay. That has to be there. Sure. But at the same time, we have the content of it that has to be at least partially informed by the mutable stuff. Yep. So I think that otherwise that's, all the monads would be identical. Exactly. Yeah. Therefore. This thing has to be the bridge between the two things. It cannot be fully in one or in the other. So I don't think that we can tie completely consciousness to personhood. Maybe not. I, I don't know. I don't know if I would say completely. So I'll bracket that. But but don't you think probably it's somewhat connected enough to where this is precisely why one might argue for or against the personhood of like Terry Schiavo. I think that, again, I think it's like we like to think that that is the case, mm. but I'm not sure that that is the case. Like we trick we ourselves? Want, we want that to be the case, right? Because it's it makes things easier as much as it sounds crazy because those things like Terry Schiavo things are very difficult, right? <laughs> it makes it easier. So but, is it like a front for something we don't want to say? I think it's a front for, for us to, to, to do the things that we want to do. Without feeling bad, <laughs> so it's just a what's the word? Like a not a scapegoat, but like a like an excuse. I think, but but not completely, right? Because I think that there is the aspect of it, like a bridge is attached to that too, right? So the consciousness is attached. To it. There is a piece of it in there, but I don't think it's not to the point where we can 
we can make those arguments based on the idea of consciousness. Hmm. But again, it might be I might be off. This is just what I'm what I'm thinking. And so I think we have explored at least partially the moral complexity of things, right? Then there's the legal complexity of it. We should okay, touch. We didn't even touch too much of that. Yeah. So how is it? I remember. So, speaking of legal stuff, years ago there was this this person in India who sued his parents because he claims that they he didn't consent to being born. We we remember talked this? about this in club when we were still via Zoom. Yeah, right. Because we talked about the anti-natalist yes. stuff. Yes. So do you remember this? And is that claim based on personhood? Do you think? They violated his personhood? The claim would seem to be based on the belief that my consent carries over to the transition from my non-being to my being, which is stronger than the claim that my consent, as long as I am. Yes. Um so I I honestly don't know how the thing I don't remember how the thing went what the court said or decided. We should look into this, yeah. But the issue is like mm. there seem to be people at occasions, strange occasions, like in this case, where people are really attaching legal rights more than moral rights, legal rights to their person or to their being a person, right? Mm. Uh, to the point that in this case, this guy was saying like, hey. I wasn't even asked. You guys violated my being a... Being nothing. Being my nothing. Non-being. By, by, by making me into a being, right? Which is so funny because... Like assuming... Sorry, but like assuming that this person is somehow floating somewhere before he gets in there, right? Because that has to be the claim. Yeah, otherwise it's, it's a contradiction. Be. Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. It's got to be. So there's this personhood... My that, non-embodied soul. Exactly. So, But is it that claim... It's just, but I'm saying, regardless of this, interesting. We seem to attach legal rights to persons again, same as morality that we don't attach to. Cows don't have rights, don't have as many rights as we do. Yeah, because they're still animal abuse and stuff like that. They have the rights not to be abused. Mm-hmm. Um, what about aesthetic stuff? Ooh. Can you phrase the question sure. specifically? Is personhood, does personhood have something to do with aesthetic value? With the value, absolutely. Okay. A, at least a little bit. Okay. Because when the Google AI creates a quote-unquote artwork. Yes. We don't We like don't it. think this is artwork. We don't like it. Or we don't think it's artwork. I mean... If you, if you didn't know that, it would, that Google made it, is there a chance that you might find a thing sure. beautiful? Or Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, wow, that's a great drawing. Yeah. That's a great painting. But then when you find out that it was made by a computer, it's suddenly like, oh. It's like cribbing. You, 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 are you familiar what with this? What is cribbing? What is that? So they had like, I think Tom Waits brought this up. Okay. Uh, it's one of the people that is in favor of cribbing as a form of art. You know, you have horses... And they're in the stable, and you know the the door of the stable, the horse is like lower than the neck, so the horse can take can take his his head oh, out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So some horses get to chew on the door, right? And for some reason, when they're chewing it, they chew off the paint, right? So all of a sudden, there are figures in there. And Tom Waits says that this is art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Is that kind of the AI stuff? It's closer to it than what is what we would probably call art. Mm-hmm. So, But you say that personhood is the part of ourselves. Well, that... I don't know anymore because we've distinguished between <laughs> personhood, soul, uh, self. Uh... Is it the, the vi- variable aspects of us? Is it the idiosyncrasy? Is that part that assigns or... It's probably part of it. I mean, the good old-fashioned thing everyone would say also is intent, awareness, self-awareness. And are those things? Where are those things? Are they in the personal part of it or in the soul part of it? I don't even. 
No anymore. <laughs> no. I also don't know if I would make that distinction. I feel like when we talked about this the other day, I was driving home and I was like, hmm, I would really have to sit down and figure and out figure these out. things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and as usual, we didn't get anywhere. But. No, no. But it's important to acknowledge that like there's, there's a distinction between ethical obligation and then legal obligation. Absolutely. Right. That Absolutely. was something embedded in the background. Exactly. So you can have like an ethical belief about something, but not necessarily a corresponding legal belief. Yeah. That's. As in drug use yes. or abortion. Yes. And as I was saying, we have the ability to kill all the bonobos. So we can make it into a law that we should kill all the bonobos or all the bats or whatever mm-hmm. can bring us viruses. But that doesn't mean that that's the right thing to do, right? That doesn't mean that this is the correct thing. I think that this personhood concept, let's call it, right, is richer than what most people think. I knew it was going to be mm-hmm. an issue getting into it. Uh but I hope that at least we clarified some terms. That we did something. Yeah, something must have happened, right? Hopefully. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, you just wasted two hours. Imagine they found out we were just AI. Can you imagine? Like our voices were just... <laughs> I got some compliments for you. Somebody said that your voice is made for the radio. No way. Yeah. Because I think that about you. Well, they you have the sweet, sultry, low They wouldn't say that of me. They would say this about you. Interesting. Uh, All right. I'll take it. Thank you. (laughs) It's much appreciated. All right. Uh, We'll see you for episode 81. We'll see you then. See you, people. See you. Bye-bye.